your pal Sig Neutron's back for a brand spanking new episode of Sputron. Uh, this is a, a titillating, a thought-provoking, and insightful episode where I interview Sub Iris. And uh, did you know that there's, well, I've interviewed a professional dom, but did you know there's a such thing as a being a professional sub? Well, today's episode, we're going to figure out, figure out, figure out, find out what that's like. So buckle up, because this is... Awesome. Well, what's up, everybody? I am back. It's been a long time since uh, I took a break for a while, but now I'm back with an exciting episode, and I am joined with special guest, uh, Pro Sub Iris. Hi, Iris. I am a submissive at Legacy Studios in Los Angeles, and I've uh, I've been there for a couple months now. Right on, right on. So I figure we'll start with like where we crossed paths, and then we'll go into like I'm very fascinated about what it's like to be like a pro sub. So um, yeah, we crossed paths at DomCon. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. It was very very fun experience. It was actually my first DomCon ever. Oh, nice. And yeah, like at the end of it all, I was just like very, very amazed with like the entire experience. The The number of different experiences that I got to have there were really amazing. And um, I believe you saw me in uh, Damiana Chi's uh, class, correct? Yeah. Yep. For some yeah, yeah, I don't think we I don't think we actually got to talk in person though. <laughs> nope, yeah, we kind of like connected after the fact. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, this that was my second Domcon and uh I actually I interviewed Mistress uh Porcelain Midnight um like a year or so last year or something and she invited me to Domcon last year and then she mm -hmm. invited us back again this year and it's just such an incredible I have such a like a love and respect for the art of Dom. It's it's so it's such a I, I honestly look at it as like a healing modality, you know, like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's very, um, as you could say, kind of like shadow work kind of, but also it's like these, and a lot of reasons why I do these podcasts and have conversations like this is to sort of like destigmatize like kink and sexuality as a whole, because it's like, I, it's, I, it's a fundamental part of being human, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like kink and BDSM, there's so much more than just like, things that you do in the bedroom. It's for me, it's been like a whole process of like discovery, mm -hmm. like discovering what I like. And then it, like you said, it can be a very healing experience. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with like age old traumas from childhood and things from years and years ago, you know, it, it does help a lot in combination with therapy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, uh, so we like where we crossed paths was in uh, Mistress Damiana Chi's uh, class, which was actually about understanding the psychology of the submissive. And mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was really fascinating. Uh, so in the beginning of the class, she kind of goes over the different types of kinks and sort of like how to because it was kind of framed around uh, Dom's uh, doing like a pre-interview with their sub to kind of get to know what they like and so they can create a scene together. Um, mm -hmm. And then the last half of the the um, the class was a, a demo, which you were the volunteer. Yes, <laughs> I was one of the first people to raise my hand, and she called on me. So <laughs> I don't know who else raised their hand, but I know I did. So yeah, it was like uh -huh. you you were just like first to go up, and it was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so, um, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, tell go us, uh, well, tell us about your experience in the like that experience. Initially, I did not know it was going to have such a big impact on people. Like after the fact, I was on Instagram and I heard like a lot of people actually like cried mm. because like apparently it was such a moving and powerful experience for them to like witness. Wow. For me, it was. I, I had never anticipated that it would become that. Um, I initially just went up because, like, I wanted to kind of see how she worked and, like, how she did things. Because every dom does something a little different. And I also just wanted to help educate a little bit, you know, if I could. Mm-hmm. And so the experience for me was actually really powerful. Yeah. I, we, I mean, we were talking about, um, you know, just general negotiation stuff in the beginning and then when the scene actually started it was very i mean it was just so moving for me just as like from the point of a submissive yeah I, and like just from like viewing the experience so i was in the very back so i i couldn't see anything i could just listen to it unfold but it was like it was very like yeah it was such a powerful experience to be there uh, in this like packed room experiencing the scene unfold. And, you know, it was so like enlightening to me because like it was, you know, when you think of doms, like a lot of people first go to like degradation and, and like humiliation and, and things like that. But like you actually, you're not really into any of that side of it. I No, I'm not really into degradation or humiliation. I much prefer like praise and being cared for. Even though I really enjoy pain, like I'm a masochist, so I really enjoy that side of it. But I also just really like to be cared for. And having both of those kind of a combination is such a, like, I don't know, it just melts my brain every time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you said... um... You said something during, there was an, a really fascinating discussion. Uh, somebody asked a question and I think you you responded by saying something like you like to serve a purpose or something. Uh, if I yes, can, yes. Yeah. Um, so someone, someone like after the demo, uh, uh, Damiana, she, she was taking, uh, she was taking like questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And someone had actually asked about, um, you know, you don't necessarily like degradation but you like being used as a footstool because that was something that i had talked to damiana chi about and i responded by saying i'm a i'm really a service sub like i'm more that's more what kind of really interests me and is more my passion is like helping to serve a dom i feel like there are subs like us out there but i feel like you don't usually meet them like right off the bat usually you meet like a lot of people who are you know into bratting or don't just general other things but you don't normally see like a lot of service subs Mm -hmm. um but we're here we like to party (laughs) (laughs) we're great yeah, I th- it was like such a, a really amazing experience to like when you guys were doing the interview, I was like, wow, okay, how's this going to play out, you know? And then the the way that uh, Mr. Stamiana handled it, it was like, it was really, it was just really amazing and really incredible to like just share that experience, that moment with everyone there. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really, it was really empowering. Yeah. And. I just, I felt like that was the highlight of my DomCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was in a great headspace, like, after the fact. And then 
for the rest of the con. I was just feeling really great. That's awesome. Did yeah. uh, did anyone talk to you afterwards or anything? As like, I know some people had like come up to me like in the days kind of after. They were like, "I saw your scene. It was really great." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." So yeah, it was. It it turned out to be like really popular wow. at the con in a way I didn't ever expect it to be. Wow. So that was that was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm really glad that uh, I got to be there for that because it was, yeah. you know, it had, we we were like super. We just come from the uh, the pet show and uh, uh-huh. and we were like super hungry and to to eat I would have had to take like my wife's makeup off. So it was, you know, we were like, okay, we'll stick around for this one class because I don't. I love uh, Mr. Samiana Cheese her podcast. It's, I really enjoy mm-hmm. that and uh, and just like just everything that she does and she talks about the archetypes and things. I think it's like it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing to get to kind of experience her in action. Yeah. And it was great to get to meet you from that experience, too. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm so, like, thank you so much. I just love that we're having this conversation and getting to, like, unpack everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been really fun, actually, <laughs> like, getting to know you. And then I've had other people kind of message me and tell me, you know, that scene was really powerful, like, on Instagram and stuff like that. Mm. So that's been really fun, too. Yeah. That's been it's just been amazing the connections that I've made from Domcon. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like new to the whole like see I've always been like a very kinky person, but like as far as the community goes, I mm-hmm. like Domcon was the first time I was like surrounded by people that like you know, it just felt like really like sort of just surrounded by like like minded people. Like it just felt it was like very uh cool experience, you know. I'm like, wow, there's other people out there like me. <laughs> it's like coming home. Yeah. For me, honestly, it's like it's like if you've gone away for a really long time and then you just come back to this community of people and you're just at home. That's how I feel whenever I'm in a dungeon or whenever I'm, you know, in a BDSM space. I just feel at home. I've never felt any other way than that. Yeah, I, that's that's a great way to put it, because like whether we were at the pet show or if sitting in on any class, like I was just like always just in awe of like, wow, like people are here just like fully expressing themselves in such beautiful ways. And there's no judgment. There's only just like appreciation and encouragement here. And it's such a wonderful space. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is amazing. I, I've been to other dungeons. I've been to other parties and other classes and other events. And that's the same feeling that I get every time. Um, like DomCon, I, it was extended for several days, but I've had that experience pretty much every dungeon, every event, every class I've gone to, just feeling very at home and very comfortable with, with myself and with others, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was always aware that they were professional dominatrixes, but I honestly had no idea there was such a thing as a professional sub. So can you tell me, uh, can you tell us about that? And what, it, like, yeah, just give us a little bit of, like, you know, let us into that world. Sure. So yeah, there are pro switches as well, and there are pro doms, and there are pro subs. And I'm a pro sub. I think it's a vastly, maybe not vastly, but it's definitely a different experience being a pro sub than I say being a pro dom, because as a sub, you're the one that's kind of taking everything. Mm. You know, someone is paying you to do things to you. And so you have to kind of be really aware and you have to be really careful 
-hmm. when you play because oftentimes just like with pro doms you are getting people who maybe don't get to get out and experience the scene as much and you know get to hone in their skills as much mm -hmm. so as a sub you really have to be careful even though you're the one that's in the scene you have to be kind of great at kind of navigating that and you know just figuring out okay what are they gonna do how am i gonna make sure that i'm gonna be safe while also still making this a fun experience for my client so it's i'd say maybe it's even a lot more difficult than being a pro dom because um you can't really get into like subspace or go into like a headspace that's gonna make it difficult for you to kind of focus on what's going on in the present moment. Hmm. So you have to be really careful about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, pro, being a pro sub, basically, it's just the opposite of being a pro dom, which is, as I said, you're getting clients paying you so that they can do things to you. Yeah, I can see because, yeah, the power dynamic of the Dom is always like in, you know, the Dom is always in control of the experience. So I can only imagine, yeah, to like to meet new people and new clients and interact in a way where the power dynamic is in their hands is like, yeah, I could see that being very uh, tricky to navigate, maybe. Well, you have to make them think that they have the power dynamic in their hands because ultimately you have to be in control of what happens and make sure that you're staying safe. But they don't have to know that you're the one that's actually in control. Right, <laughs> you know, right. it's a fantasy for yeah. them. You know? So you let them live out their fantasy and you just, you keep yourself safe and you do what you have to do. Nice. So something else I'm learning too is like this, the concept of subspace. Can you, can you let us know like what that is and what it feels like and, and just tell us about that? So subspace is basically when you get so into a scene as a sub and you know doms can experience this too they can experience a sort of dom space or top space but basically all subspace is is when you get so into a scene you have all these chemicals running all the endorphins and the adrenaline and just everything else and it just makes you kind of turn into mush <laughs> you you become very um I, I, I would describe it for me as I get very floaty and just very like calm and happy. Like someone can be spanking the absolute shit out of me and, you know, putting me through all this pain, but I'm just happy and having a great time. And that's what subspace is. It's that like really high moment of just pleasure and just feeling great during a scene. And then on kind of the reverse of that, there's also sub drop and dom drop, um, which is where uh, you come down from the scene. And now that all these like chemicals and endorphins and everything is kind of fading away, you start to feel maybe some uh, not so great symptoms. Like sometimes you feel tired. Sometimes some people get sad. And it can happen within a couple minutes after the scene, or it can happen even like a day or two following the scene. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone kind of operates differently. Mm -hmm. um, the way to take care of sub drop is obviously with aftercare and for dom drop as well, aftercare. And it looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Some people like cuddles. Some people just want to be alone. Some people want food. You know, it mm -hmm. just depends. Mm -hmm. 
And that's really what a subspace is. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, yeah, when I was talking to Mistress Porcelain, um, we were talking about, like, yeah, the aftercare of the scene that the Dom takes care of. But since you're the, the uh, like, the pro sub, what's the aftercare look like for you when, when you have clients? I have to do my own aftercare, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about clients is they're not paying you to be able to fulfill your needs they're paying you to fulfill their own needs Mm. and so you really have to be kind of good at giving yourself aftercare so i have a bunch of other ladies that i work with and they're all super super amazing i love all of them Mm. and i know that if i were to have a really intense scene and i needed some aftercare or some hugs and things afterwards i would definitely go to all of them because they're all super amazing um but my aftercare after scenes usually just looks like getting food and water and just kind of chilling for a little bit, you know? Nice. nice. Yeah. So what's your process look like for like, uh, cause I, uh, like vetting clients and stuff? Like how do you, how do you navigate that? So I usually listen to the other girls, um, especially since I'm pretty new at the dungeon. I haven't been there for a super, super long time. I always make sure to kind of go to them if I have any any questions or any kind of doubts about a client that comes in. Sometimes you get some really, I'd say, out there clients. They want to do kind of some intense stuff that maybe I'm not looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, you know, other girls who might be willing to do some of those things or who would be able to at least, you know, kind of redirect them and see... Like, what works for them. And so, really, my way to kind of keep myself safe is just talking with the other girls and, you know, trying to see what's going on with this client. What are they into? What do they like? What do they not like? Are they someone that maybe gets a little too handsy during scenes? You know, things like that. Mm. I think it's really important. Yeah. Okay, so you mainly, like, you facilitate, like, through the dungeon is that is that how you mainly get clients and things yes i work out of the dungeon and that is the only place that i work i'm not you know working outside of the dungeon because that is obviously not at all safe for Mm me Mm -hmm. um i need to be sure like as a pro sub i need to be sure that i'm having um people in the dungeon who can you know watch out for me and make sure that everything is going smoothly and that everything is safe because safety is number one priority for me and I'm sure for everyone else who works there as well. Definitely. Yeah. So is that, cause I don't know a lot about dungeons. Is that like, is that how most dungeons work? They have like pro subs like on call or is it like a, or you just kind of. I mean, I, I can't speak for like every single other dungeon out there. Um, I know some might allow pro subs. Some might not. It really depends on, um, who owns the dungeon and who's running it and, you know, kind of their ideas on how they'd like it to be run. Mm-hmm. I just know for our dungeon personally, we have pro doms, pro switches, and we have pro subs. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of designed to do different things. So, for example, the doms can't take on sessions that are, like, submissive in nature. So, like, if a client came in wanting to spank a dom that 
probably wouldn't be something that we'd allow. Mm -hmm. And we also, the same for subs, subs can't do things where they're like, you know, worshiping or where we're um, spanking, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like there's really just like a a tight knit community there at the dungeon. Yeah, it's it's been really amazing so far. I've made a lot of great friends. Um, I really love everyone there and every moment that I get to be with them is just so fun. We actually had a just kind of like a girls night a couple weeks back where we all just went bowling and we all hung out like outside the dungeon. Nice. And it was really great. It was great to be with each other like outside of work and kind of a more relaxed atmosphere where we didn't have to be all dolled up and everything. Nice. That was that was really nice for me. Yeah, that's great. So how long have you been a pro sub? A couple months now, actually. Um, Yeah, I started uh, sometime in about late April or March, I'd say. I can't remember the exact date, but it's been it's been a couple a couple months now of, um, you know, just being in the dungeon and experiencing it. And it's my first time as a pro sub as well. So it's definitely a lot different from being a lifestyle sub. Yeah. So uh, for, well, for me and for like, what, what's a lifestyle sub? Lifestyle subs are basically people who are in the BDSM lifestyle. Okay. So meaning they're not a professional in a dungeon getting paid to do it. They are, you know, just in the community, going to parties, going to events and things like that. And I do consider myself a lifestyle sub as well. Hmm. Um, because I do those things. I, I am in this lifestyle outside of just being a professional in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something for me that I can just turn on and off. You know, for me, it's a whole life thing. And so I do engage outside of work. And I have been for several years now. Nice. And uh, so what called you to being a pro sub? I have been a lifestyle sub for many years, pretty much ever since before COVID came in and took over everyone's lives. Mm. And I finally decided, you know what? This is something that I enjoy doing just in general. What if I made it sort of a career and what if I did it for a living, you know? And that was really the thought process that kind of took me down that path. And that's why I'm a pro sub today. It was because I just thought, what if I made the thing that I really liked doing a career? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do yeah. it. You know, enjoy what you enjoy what you do, you know? Yes, definitely. So have you... Have you just always been into BDSM? Is that, you know, like, what was what was your process like finding that culture? Yeah, I mean, for years I've been interested in it. I've wanted to get involved with it. And before December of 2019, I had kind of dipped my toe in and out of a couple dungeons, but I'd never really kind of like seriously been like, okay, this is the path that I would like to go on. But 2019, December 2019, I went to a pet play mosh 
by SoCal Creatures, which is run by Wiley Wolf and Vixen. They're two of the most amazing people in the pet play community that you could ever meet. I don't know if you know who they are or if you've met them. No, I haven't. Um, oh, you haven't? Okay. Well, you need to at some point. They're no, no. really great. But yeah, I went to a SoCal Creatures mosh that they had in L.A., and I just felt immediately at home. I made friends right away. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is this is where I feel most comfortable is, like, with pet play and just being in this group of people, this community of people, and getting to experience everything that, you know, they have to offer. Very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm sort of learning about the pet play world too, because it was like, like last year, um, the, you know, because I do makeup effects, and uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Porcelain was like, oh, you know, well, I was like, oh, I could dress up uh, Ranny as a, a cat, and we could come, you know, and then so then it, that was our first experience with the pet play was the co- uh, contest last year. And then this year, it was a lot bigger. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm like, really fascinated and very interested in the whole the whole thing like it's just it was just so cool to be in a group of like consenting adults that were just like having fun and just like you know like it's it's such a in a way it's like it's very like childlike in in a way that's like just you know it's just very pure I I I think is the way I would describe it if that makes sense you know it does yeah it's because it's like you're around all these people who think exactly the same as you as in terms of kink and bdsm and just being able to freely express yourself i think in the world that we live in like the vanilla world is what we call it you have to kind of put on a bit of a mask you know you can't really show every single thing about yourself to every single person or else it's like okay you're gonna be put on a list or something you know yeah but when you're with a bunch of other people who are kinky, who are into BDSM or pet play or whatever it is, it's like, oh, okay, I feel like actually kind of normal now. You know, it's not so stigmatized. Yeah. And I really, I, I just, I hope that like the vanilla world can start to sort of like catch on to how just like fulfilling and healing this it is to really just embrace these parts of ourselves because like there's, there's so much that is shamed and like and shunned and that leads to like a lot of issues like psychologically and spiritually I feel like and and if we could just like learn to embrace ourselves in these spaces you know it's like it's it's just it's such a pure beautiful thing oh yeah no for sure I uh, this is very personal note for me I grew up very religious like as a child And so when I was a young adult, you know, 18, 19, 20, even up to like 21, I would feel so much shame for like the things that I wanted to do, the kinks that I had, you know, just all the, just everything about myself because of the environment that I grew up in for 18 years of my life. Hmm. So I, I do think it's really important that, you know, we're going out there and we're educating the vanilla world and being like, hey, sex is not this big, scary thing that we all have to be afraid of. BDSM is not this big, scary thing that we all have to be afraid of. Kink is not, 
you know, this thing that we have to all be afraid of and hide from and just not talk about. I feel like these things are not talked about enough, honestly. Yeah. And I think it's good that we get to have a community where we can talk about it and where we can be, you know, exposed to it and learn about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fundamental to our being, you know, and to deny ourselves that we literally are denying ourselves a part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always say, you know, sex is the most creative, it's the ultimate creative act, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like none of us would exist without sex. <laughs> and, you know, Definitely. And, and sexual expression is just such a beautiful, like, facet of human existence. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Uh, so are you, so you, you mentioned pet play, or do you have a specific animal that you like to uh, embody? I am a slinky, mischievous black cat that prowls the dungeons and has definitely a staring problem and a (laughs) meowing problem as well. I love it. I love it. Would you like to hear my meow? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's adorable. It is. It's very loud in a dungeon. I go to um, a lot of Soul Cow Creatures matches, uh-huh. and you know you have all kinds of pets there. Basically, they're very inclusive of like all pets, not just like puppies and things like that. So there's dogs, there's cats, there's even I've even seen like a rooster and some mice roaming around. Wow. And um, every time the dogs will just get into this like howling thing where one of them howls and then all the others howl. And then there's me, the cat, joining in with the loudest meow ever. <laughs> it's really funny. So tell me, tell me about this creature mosh. Is it just a get together with like uh, a bunch of people that, that, that are into pet play or how, yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, so it's called SoCal Creatures Mosh. You can find them on uh, Instagram. If you want to check them out, yeah, um, I do actually. I'm very interested. But they are an inclusive group. Uh, by inclusive, they mean all animals, well, all animal types, all, you know, genders, all sexualities, just everything. And they play every month at a dungeon and just get together and get to romp it out and just be their animal selves and it's really great that's awesome and there's you know like the more i'm learning about this too it's like there's something so like like primal and and amazing about like tapping into the animalistic self you know yes definitely um i know wiley is very much into primal play and that's something that you know she loves getting into i think she could talk about that for hours i didn't even know it was can you explain what primal play is i didn't even know that's a thing oh uh primal play i am not as into it as pet play so i don't know if i'll explain it the best but basically it's predator and prey type of dynamics so one partner usually the dom partner is the predator that chases the prey um there's a lot of there's a lot more like animalistic type things going on with it. Um, it's definitely something that I think you'd want to research more and kind of get to know more because I think it would interest you a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, just hearing about, it, I'm like, yeah, that would definitely interest me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> way into that. Man, I'd have to think because you know, I don't even know what animal I would be. I really, 
I got to think about it for a minute, but I'm sure it'll what, come to me. What animal do you resonate with the most? You know, I used to be like a wolf. I used to think I was a werewolf, you know, so that was like very me. But now I'm like where I'm at in this point in life. I'm like, hmm, is that is that what I would? I don't know. You know, I got to th- think about it a little bit. But I, if I had to just choose right now, yeah, some kind of wolf or maybe like a hyena. I don't know, you know, some, some kind of houndish thing. <laughs> I think for me, it was like kind of something that I always knew was going to be kind of inevitably a cat uh-huh. um, because I grew up being absolutely obsessed and in love with cats, like all things cats. Mm. I love them. I couldn't get enough of them. I annoyed my mom about them all the time. <laughs> and um, when I grew up, I was just like, I have a lot of cat energy inside of me, you know? Uh-huh. I like lying around and being indoors and not really doing much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also like very like curious about things and I can be kind of mysterious and quiet and aloof. And I'm like, oh, I'm a cat. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> a lot of sense that doesn't really surprise me at all (laughs) you know there's now that you mentioned and the more i think about it too i do think that there is a cat side of me because i was never what's it's the strangest thing i was never a cat person but i was obsessed with the musical cats and like oh weird (laughs) like yeah i like man i don't know like and then now making up ranny as a cat i was like you know what maybe there's a cat inside me somewhere <laughs> just waiting to pounce out i don't know <laughs> i mean just looking at you you look like you would get into so much mischief as a cat <laughs> I, w- I would be very mischievous i like in dungeons and dragons i always play very um like conniving thieve type roles so yeah i would be a very mischievous cat for sure <laughs> oh yeah i can see the chaos already <laughs> oh, man well this has been like such a wonderful conversation like i it really, it really like, has. yeah we covered it we covered a lot and I, I really i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me i really enjoyed chatting with you and i enjoyed getting to meet you and getting to educate you a little bit more. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then if you're down, I'd love to have you back too. And we could talk about other things. And like, um, you know, I'm very interested about the dungeon that you, uh, you're you part of. And uh, yeah, we could talk about more stuff. Um, but yeah, so is there anything that you would like to uh, share with the audience? Any links, anything you want to promote? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at forgetting my own tags i have to actually look now <laughs> you can find me on instagram at sub underscore iris underscore la and then you can also find me if you want to book a session with me at legacybdsm.com. awesome and i will uh i'll put those in the show notes too so people can click on them so perfect thank you right on well anything else you'd like to add before we go just be kinky, have fun, and be safe, everybody. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Iris. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. So if y'all dig the show, the podcast, and you want to get access to all kinds of other stuff that I don't post anywhere else, um, you should join our Patreon, patreon.com slash rancig, R-A-N-C-I-G. I I do a lot of, like, pornographic paintings that I can't share anywhere else. Um, I do, like... 
Uh, you can see Bizarro Gogo behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you, you also like, I really documented my journey, uh, personal journey uh, of my own like sexuality, gender exploration stuff in vlogs on, uh, on the Patreon. So you get access to a lot of stuff and you can join for as little as a dollar and get access to pretty much everything on there. So um, yeah, it really helps me support, it helps support me creating in all these wonderful ways that I like to create. And also you get like a really raw, real look into who I am as a person. And, uh, and Randy is on there as well. So um, yeah, well, until next time, y'all stay weird. And I'm going to do my best for new episodes every Monday, uh, putting one out on this Monday. We'll see if I get one out next Monday. I'm gonna do my best. Love y'all. Later.